Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the You Glow Nurse Podcast with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, RN, BSN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RUL. Today, I have another special guest, Miss Angelia Dixon is on the show with us today, y'all. And we have been trying to get this together, get this thing together. So, hey, we put it in our best effort. So I know it's going to be an amazing conversation. So you don't want to miss out. Thank you all for joining. Make sure you go like, subscribe, and, and leave me a comment. Whatever your takeaways are from this episode or maybe from the past episodes, y'all. And don't forget to join our healthy holiday challenge going live right now. The details are will be in the show notes. If you're ready to start prioritizing your self-care and well-being during the busy holiday season, you can join us in the healthy holiday challenge going live now. And the link to that will be in the show notes. So let me tell you a little bit about today's special guest, Miss Angelia Dixon. She has been helping people achieve their wellness goals for over three years. After going through a very difficult time in her life in 2017, she was led to plant-based lifestyle. After losing over 80 pounds by changing her lifestyle, she has developed a strong passion for health and wellness. She is a board-certified lifestyle medicine professional, behavior coach, mental health professional, certified master herbalist, certified drug and alcohol counselor, dietetic student, FFL instructor, and plant-based chef. She is able to assist others in obtaining their health and wellness goals. Her purpose is to promote healing, health, and wellness, one person, one family, and one community at a time. These are our following interests in no particular order, health and wellness, especially for people of color, equality for Blacks, human physiology, critical thinking, gardening, agriculture, herbalism, reading, cooking, and traveling. Please welcome Ms. Angelia Dixon to the podcast. Hey, friend. Welcome. Thank you, Valen. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and struggling with us. Y'all, we had some tef- technical difficulties, but we're here and we're blessed and we're ready to have this amazing conversation. How are you, Ms. Angelia? I'm fine. How are you, Fallon? I'm good. I'm good. We're just doing our thing, trying our best. Well, we got that's all we can do, right? That's it. That's all we can do. Yeah. So I brought you on the podcast because I've been watching your story. We've been connected for a while, you know, just all about health and wellness. And you really share a lot about your plant-based journey. And I love it. I love seeing how much you're talking about health and wellness and just the, the easy, practical ways 
that people can fuel up and use lifestyle medicine in their everyday. So I'm so happy to have you on here to share more about your purpose. You know, like I've been having different people on this podcast uh, for season four, just how can we navigate purpose? What does it look like when maybe you fall off track for your purpose? Like, so I want to start there. Like, has there been any hardships in this, this purpose path as, as you've developed, as you've be in the process of becoming for you, has there been any difficulty or hardships? I know, you know, health and wellness can be very taboo in our community. So have you experienced anything like that? And how did you I- overcome? There it goes. Yes, I have fallen. It has been a journey uh, for me. It's definitely it's definitely been a journey um, with my health and wellness. I started. Oh, you're good. No worries. I was trying to um, ignore it. (laughs) No worries. Okay, so it has been a journey in in my health and wellness. You can hear me, right? Yes. Okay. In my health and wellness journey, I started my journey in 2017. I was working as an independent insurance adjuster and it was just very, I was just having a very difficult time. Um, just going through a rough time in my life. And I did the only thing that I knew to do, which was pray. I did a fast, you know, I went on a 21 day water fast. You know, this is not medical advice or me recommending this to anyone, but this, that's what I did. That's what I was led to do. I went on a whole food plant-based diet after that is what I was led to do. And it was absolutely life-changing for me. Um, following that, I started just doing a lot of research. I finished my master's in clinical psychology and counseling back in 2015 of December. Never used it up until two years ago, um, no, three years ago. And so I I just started digging. I started digging deep. I started, the first program I did was I did a certification program at the Hippocrates uh, Health Institute in West Palm Beach. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but the Hippocrates, I did their training program and then I wanted to learn more. And so then I did this online herbalism program out of uh, the school in California. And then I wanted to even dig more. And so when I first transitioned, I was eating basically like 100% raw fruits and vegetables. That's when I fell my felt my absolute best. And so I did that and I completed the herbalism program. And then following that, going into 2018, I went on a trip to Israel and then I stayed for like 10 days and got baptized in the Jordan River. It was just kind of like, yeah, it's all, you know, revelation and, you know, coming to Jesus thing. And so it was, it was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like, what's next? And so I just continued to dig. I was still working as an adjuster. When I went to Israel, I was living in Missouri at the time, a real small place called St. Joseph, Missouri. And so when I came back from Israel, I did a two-week trip at a raw vegan detox retreat, a place called MUT Wellness in Paquette, Thailand. I stayed there for two weeks and I did like some training under like a raw chef and just learned more. I was still going through the Hippocrates program, but I learned so many things while I was going through um, just there for the two weeks. I mean, it was so liberating and just amazing. Um, and so after that, I um, just started studying more. And then I said, well, what, what is it that I can do? Because I was working as a registered, di- not registered, I'm, uh, uh, independent insurance adjuster. And I was like, what is it? Like, what can I do? So still trying to find my purpose, praying, fasting. And so that November, 
of 2019, I went to London. There was a raw vegan business retreat with a lady named Karen Noller. She's absolutely amazing. She's been in the raw food business for like 20, 30 years. And so we, I went and I met a lot of other amazing ladies. It was six of us there. I was the only one from the States. And we went to the top uh, plant-based restaurants in London and just kind of talked to, you know, getting insight from Karen just to kind of know, hey, if you want to start a raw food business or just a plant-based business, you know, what does that look like? And so then the pandemic came. And mm-hmm. so then in 2020, and so during the pandemic, I was still working as an adjuster and I was making really good money, but it was draining. Like when different storms and disasters would happen, you know, you would travel to different states and work them. And I was just like, you know what? I want to do more. And so I came across Tennessee State University and I saw that they had a dietetics program and I ended up talking to the chair of the program. And then um, we just ended up talking and connecting. And I said, well, I need something online. And she said, we don't have anything online, but I still would like to connect with you. And so I came across the University of Alabama and they have an online dietetics program. And so I said, you know what? I made up my mind during the pandemic. I said, I'm going to stop being an insurance adjuster in like six months and I'm going to go and pursue this. And so I started doing like different people were asking me to do just different speaking engagements. Like, hey, can you come do this? Can you come speak at our church? I was like, yeah, you know, so I was just doing these different things. And so many family members and friends, they saw what I was doing and how it had worked for me and how much I had just changed and grown spiritually and just was continuing to develop. So they were like, well, I want to do this. And how are you doing this? And how are you doing that? And so um, when I was in Missouri, I was teaching um, they had this place called Natural Grocers and they had you could teach free classes and they would pay for everything you needed. And so I started doing classes on like how to make elderberry serving, how to make a smoothie, you know, how to make, you know, things like that. And so people were coming and things like that. And I said, I, I really want to take this serious. And so while completing the Hippocrates program, I found out about um, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. One at the bottom of their slide, there was something that said it was something was sponsored by them. And I was like, what is this? Never heard of it. And so I joined, I joined ACLM and then I saw where they had a board certification. I was like, oh my God. And so I emailed the board and was like, do I qualify to take this? And they were like, yeah, you know, you're a graduate degree in allied health. And so I then purchased the study material, started studying for it. And a month before I took it, I left my job working as an adjuster because I was like, this is just too much. Like I, I'm working 70 hours a week. I can't prepare for this test. It was just too much. And so I was just trying to cram and study, you know, the exam was in November and I was like, oh my God. So I did that. And then, um, two, they take like two weeks to tell you if you passed or not. And so they send you an email and I got the email that I had passed and I was so excited. I was like, yeah, you know, what I mean? so I was really excited. And that was just like a moment where I was just like, okay. And so, I then knew that I was, you know, because I leaving the insurance field. So I, before I left, I had started applying for different jobs and I had applied for a job as a behavior clinician, as a behavior coach for this behavior, big, pretty big behavior company based out of New York. And it was telehealth. And so I did the interview and I got the job and it was kind of like it's kind of like contract. And I'm still with them. Um, we're not employees, but we see patients on a weekly basis. And so. I then said, well, you know what? Let me apply my graduate degree. So then I applied as a uh, 
substance abuse counselor at a methadone clinic, MAT, medicated assistant treatment. And so I did that up until I left that job June, probably like the third, second week of June this year. And so I learned a lot. Very, it's a very complex population when you're dealing with people that have opioid use disorder. Yeah. And so I was able to learn a lot and kind of tie in what I was doing as a behavior clinician and my telehealth job because I was like, hey, this job doesn't pay much. I knew I was going to have to have another job. And so that's why I was working both of them. And so I learned just a lot about a lot of the people that had opioid use disorder, how a lot of them also had chronic conditions. I mean, you know, hip C, you know, things like high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune disease, sickle cell. So most of them, and they're not, you know, taking care of themselves. And so I started teaching the food and mood group and then lifestyle medicine group is what I started teaching at the clinic. And so I learned so much. Like I learned a lot and I really enjoyed working with the patients. I had about 50 patients on my caseload, which is a lot. And so, you know, working with them, um, some of them had dual diagnosis, like some of them were bipolar, some of them were schizo, schizo effective, um, you know, just all different type of conditions that they had along with the opioid use condition. And so I started, I got my LLC for my business in 2019. And then all of these, like just over the last year or two, all these opportunities just kind of like started to just kind of just pour and just overflow. And so um, I started the dietetics program in 2022 at the University of Alabama. And I said, this is something that I really, really, really want to do. And I started that and I'm, I just go part-time. And so I was like, I really want to be able to help people, but from more of more of a holistic approach. And I said, mm-hmm. for me to do this, I got the board certain lifestyle medicine. I have my food, I'm a food for life instructor too. I said, you know, I really need to become, I said, I really want to do or be a registered dietitian nutritionist. And then I took, I did a raw food education course under doc, doctors Rick and Karen Dean. I don't know if you know them, but they do a lot in like raw food nutrition. Um, they're chiropractors. And so I did that course and I talked to them about it. And they were like, yeah, Angela, it sounds like the diet, the RDN would be a good fit for you. And so I kind of started that path. And then seeing that there was a lack of, you know, as a black woman, there was a huge, huge, issue that only less than 3% of Blacks are registered dietitian nutritionists. That's a huge problem. And so that even gave, like, I have to do this. You know, this is not really for me. This is for, this is for someone else. You know, and so I was like, I have to do it. And so I love it in the program now. Um, I'm trying not to be too long winded because there's just so much stuff that's just happened. It's just like, oh my God. And so um, there was an incident that happened at the clinic in June. And it was just, I was like, wow, you know, you know, it's the season for everything. And I kept saying, I was like, my season is coming to an end here. And so in, I was working three jobs up until June. Hmm. And so (laughs) in March, someone that has a counseling agency, they approached me and was like, hey, Angelia, I got this contract. Um, you know, and you can do the basic concepts of plant-based nutrition infused with behavioral health to all of the boys and girls location in the South Alabama area. And I was like, okay. And so I started working, I started working, um, I started doing that where I was only doing like eight hours a week. I started doing that in March of this year. 
And then I was still doing my telehealth job. And so I just completely, when I left in June, I said, you know what? I'm going to increase my hours with the kids. And then I said, I do my telehealth. And then I have a friend that's a nurse practitioner. She has a very large telehealth private practice. And I do like nutrition content with her. And we're launching a behavior coaching program for her patients. And so um, I like people, different people have me to do different classes. Like I have a class with a doctor here. He just moved here and he's into like lifestyle medicine. We have a class at the one of the culinary kitchens at the school. I actually got my undergraduate from. We have a class next month. And then so I'm just like, really, like the. This is not some this is something that <laughs> the purpose found me like it's just. Yeah, it's mind blowing how all of the opportunities have just overflowed and. Um, I think I even talked to you about it, Phil, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go to nursing school. I think I talked to yes. you about it. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm my RDN, I'm going to go to nursing school. I'm going to get my MP and be a lifestyle medicine provider because I'm like, you know, I can really prevent a lot of people from getting on medication. And so I'm just so passionate about it because mm-hmm. I see, you know, people that are in my community, like especially here where I live, you know, more than half of the population are is black. And, you know, it's one thing to talk about, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to eat that. But accessibility is so important. You're telling me I need to eat that and eat eat this. But what if I don't have access to that? What if I don't have a car? What if the only thing I have to do is walk to the store? So then what does that look like for me? What are some food options that I can still eat, you know, and do the best that I can given my circumstances? Mm -hmm. And so... You know, being able to just see, you know, like, wow, this is really, you know, very, very just very unfortunate situation, you know, and um, the area that I grew up in, which is a really rough area. And I was just fortunate enough, thank God, you know, having my mother being raised on my mother and my grandmother to not have had a real childhood, but still in that environment, like, mm-hmm. pe- you know, people that were in that environment, just being able to see like, wow, these people are really, I mean, you know, below the poverty level, like they have so many, you know, health conditions looking at the, I did some um, things at the health department, you know, for, uh, a, for about six months, some volunteer stuff there and seeing that 80% of the people that come into the health department here are black people. And I'm like, that is, you know, this so unfortunate, you know, and it's just like the same lifestyle, chronic related conditions, high mm-hmm. blood pressure, diabetes, and you're talking to them and they're like, hey, it's either pay my bills, pay my rent or food, you know, and so mm-hmm. eating those nutrient poor foods. So it's just it's very unfortunate. So it's something that I'm very passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, really just being able to educate people, you know, hey, if you have all you have is a Dollar Tree by you or, you know, a Dollar General, they're making it out. The Dollar General is more like markets. I'm like, hey, this is what mm-hmm. you can do if you if there are no you know, sodium free beans where you are, you know, you can still, you know, you can rinsing and drain the beans removes about 40 to 50, 40 to 50% of the sodium from the beans. And so just being able to tell people small things like that, things that they really don't understand, you know, and so, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 It's been a journey. It sounds like it has been a journey. So I want to go back. I mean, we have to start from the, we have to start from the beginning. We got to go back a little bit and kind of um, unpackage it because there's a lot of good gems in there. And, you know, you're sharing your journey with us. You're sharing your purpose path. And 
And I love that it's unique. It's yours and that you're so passionate to help others. But I heard you say, you know, something about just being led to plant-based and Mm -hmm. you're talking about your background and you're saying, you know, sharing that these are things that you've been able to kind of be a part of it, but not be in it. Like all the way you, you, you had a better upbringing. Um, So I get that. I get that, you know, so let's go back to how plant-based came, became a part of your life, you know, because now the trajectory Mm -hmm. is moving forward, but you know, for what about those people that are beginning that are curious about plant-based, how did you start plant-based? How did it even become something that you're aware of? Because you said you're from Alabama, right? Is that where you said? You're from? Mm-hmm. I'm from Alabama Mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did plant-based become a part of your, your lifestyle? Well, so, I mean, you know, being a part of the millennial generation, you know, it's different. We are all into technology and we yeah. just have access to so much more than what our ancestors had access to. And so... I always been a person that kind of did yo-yo dieting, you know, I did, add took Adipex to lose weight, you lose the weight and they come back on. So, you know, I've done all that and I've always liked to work out and things like that. And so when I did the fast, I knew a little bit about it, but I thought people were crazy. I was like, these people don't do this. These people don't do that. These people are crazy. You know, they don't eat. <laughs> That's what I thought. These people don't, these people eat just plenty raisins, you know? Yeah, yeah, I thought that know, about vegans too. That I, didn't know. I was like, I I thought vegan was just like totally different, and then plant based. It's just you know. So what is the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I try not to really use a whole lot, especially with the kids. I try not to use the word vegan, even though you can use them interchangeably. But mm-hmm. I try to use more of you know, hopeful plant based because I'm plant based for you know, plant based being whatever for the health and not for the animals. And some people are for the animals and it's whatever your preference is. But I, you know, people have different reasons. And so for me, I feel like being just really blessed to be able to have access to, I really feel like it was just God led from the information that I even have. That just being don't curious. Yeah, be, just being curious. You know, like I said, going through, when you go through rough patches in your life, it's just like, hey, you know. Sometimes it's like, hey, you'll be late to all kinds of things, you know? And so I just learning about them and then learning about all the different organizations and, you know, joining ACLM and then getting a board certification and then Food for Life. I never knew about Food for Life. I knew about Peace Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Fallon. What is it? But I didn't know Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Okay. No, I haven't heard of that. No, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got the text to see. Okay. So, yes, let me know. Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine is a nonprofit. It's founded by Dr. Neil Bernard. And Dr. Neil Bernard is a medical doctor based out of DC. He owns the Bernard Center. And um, PCRM, Physicians Committee for, for Responsible Medicine, is the nonprofit piece of it. And so it's been around since 1985, and it's one of the only organizations that really talks about prevention. They have so many studies that they've done on really prevention, treatment, and also reversal with the whole food plant-based diet. So amazing organization. Yes, send me that information. And we'll put it in our show notes for sure. Yeah. I got an email one day about a Food for Life instructor 
And I said, what is this? It was like God saying, I never heard of it. And it was an email from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. So it was like a food for life instructor. And they said they had this training. And I was like, what is this? And so with the training, basically, you would... Um, the training was like $1,000, but they had a scholarship if you were in a food desert, which Mobile is considered to be a food desert, or mm. if you were a person part of the Black or Brown community. So I had two two of those. So I was like, okay, I qualify for this. Hmm. And so you had them do a video, a five-minute video of something that you prepare, explaining you know, just how you prepared and just briefly talk about the health benefits. So I got that Friday, and the deadline was that Monday. So I did it that Sunday, had everything submitted. And two days later, I got an email that I had been chosen for an interview. And so I did the interview. And so on the interview, they said, Angelia, I remember them saying on the interview, Angelia, why, why would you be a good fit for the Food for Life instructor? And you have to be plant-based. So it's not, they go through a very serious, like they're still like background and all that. They serious. Are you really so a I plant-based said, person? They don't play. <laughs> they don't. They yeah. <laughs> and so I said, you know, I'm so passionate. And I said, you know, in my community, mm. I said there are only two black registered dietitian nutritionists, which I am currently pursuing that route now. I said, um, I said the application stated that if you were a person of black or brown community or in a food desert, that you could qualify for the scholarship and seed money. I said, I feel like I could make an impact and reach people in my community because of, um, you know, my racial ethnicity, you know, and I said being, and I said being, being a part of the community and being able to have lived it. I said, I believe I could reach a lot of people, especially a lot of people that are suffering from the health disparities and things like that. And so I was able to, I got to think maybe a, two days later, I got an email saying that I had been chosen um, toward, you know, the, for the training. I was so excited and it's just such an amazing organ. I mean, it's a phenomenal organization. And so I'm the only instructor that they have here in Mobile. It's four of us in Alabama, um, but wow. they are a amazing organization. I mean, they are just wonderful. Um, wonderful. <laughs> like a great yeah, I have a- organization. I have a friend in Alabama. Um, Shout out to my friend Doris. And she shares with us. She's been a part of our group, uh, our accountability group. And she's been a part of, you know, just my community. And she shares with me how Alabama, yeah, does have some food deserts. And she's like, she mentions Whole Foods as a nurse. She's a nurse. So she mentions Whole Foods, like the, the grocery store. It's like you have, she had to travel all the way so so far away to get to specific places and I'm just like wow people really and me being in a big city like I don't have that problem like there's a Whole Foods a Sprouts all kind of Phoenician garden like all kind of places where it's like organic places and you know different uh, variety of foods that I can eat whole food plant-based varieties around me and so you don't really understand the value that you have when you're you know where you're at when you unless you experience it. And that's what you were sharing. And that's how you got in to this program because you were using your unique position, your unique, just where you are from and your unique uh, perspective. That's what I want to say. Your unique perspective to share like, hey, I I can make a difference. I can really use what I've been through, the, the journey that I've been through to help others. And you're so passionate about it. So I love that. Like, so- Let's talk about what whole food plant-based 
is versus vegan. Like, can you give us some terminology to break it down? Because I know what it means, but I want others to hear. Because when I looked at my own diet, I was like, hey, I'm actually plant-based. And so I've been using the term plant-based for myself versus just saying I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan. And, you know, sometimes that comes with some negative um, stigma or stipulations like, hey, if you're not vegan, if you're not vegetarian, you're not really healthy. Oh, you're you're vegan. You're healthy. You only do this. But what does it mean to really be a a plant based person? What 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 are the definitions? Can you break it down? So you have plant-based, you have whole food, plant-based, you have vegan, you may hear some people say low-fat vegan. So, you know, a lot of people do fail and as you know, use the terms interchangeably. So whole food, mm-hmm. plant-based, fruits, vegetables, whole grains and legumes, you know, nuts and seeds. Um, also, very minimum oils, like added oils, like grapeseed yeah. oil, coconut oil. Some people don't, I eat pretty much of an oil-free diet, pretty much, but sometimes it's, if you're somewhere, you can't really avoid it. But, um, and then with vegan, a person that's vegan is just per- a person that really doesn't consume any animal products, but they may drink Coke and eat French fries every day, right? Yeah. And so you have a whole food plant-based person that they may still wear animal, you know, things that are made from animals, right? And so you have it where a person is vegan they may say, well, I'm vegan. But then someone might say, well, how are you vegan? And you're still wearing leather coat, you know? So it's just kind of so much, you know, political politics mm. and stuff like that. And so I try to use, you know, plant-centered, plant-friendly, you know, mm. just encouraging people to eat a diet centered around plants. You know, like I said, the people that live to be the longest, you know, people in Okinawa, Japan, they consume a whole food plant-based diet. 98% mm. of what they're consuming is whole food plant-based. You know, the same for the people in Loma Linda. You know, maybe five, three to five percent of their diet is animal products. You know, they live similar as the lifestyle medicine principles, a life of purpose, you know, um, a life of purpose, you know, social connections. Um, they're active, you know, like they're churning, making the break, you know, they're doing all of those things. They're very active, you know, and a lot of them have very strong faith base as well. And so, you know, they're really just living just a, a life of purpose. And that's why they've been continued to, that's why they have been able to continue to just flourish, you know, because mm-hmm. they are not only just the plants, but also the love component, you know, the mm-hmm. social connection. Because like I like to say, um, like me and Dr. Hammond had a conversation um, last weekend. Like I like to say, people don't care how much you know. They care how much you care. Yeah. You know, I don't care that you have 10 credentials or 10 certificates. You know, people want to know how much you care. Like, how much mm-hmm. do you care? How is it that you can be able to support me? You know, how can you support me throughout this journey that I'm going through? And so, you know, in the love aspect of it, too, like Dr. D. Orange just talks a lot about, you know, the love aspect of it. And then finding your own motivation for change, you know, being able to put people in the driver's seat. Because just because you're telling me I need to do something, that doesn't work. You know, I need to be able to find what is it that motivates me to do that. You know, whether they be yeah. living with my kids, my grandchildren, or, you know, maybe there's a marathon, you know, maybe I want to live so I can travel or whatever that looks like for you. But being able to find those motivational factors of, um, you know, what motivates you to want to change. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It, 
it reminds me a lot about coaching. Like when you're talking about putting the the client in the driver's seat, like that's a lot of things that we don't do in, in traditional medical society in the Western culture. We're not really like, it's more of like, how much time can you get in to see the patient and next? And what pill can I give them to solve their problem? And I, I talked to a patient the other day. He was like, I went to the doctor and they didn't give me a pill. Like I had this, I have that, but they didn't give me a pill. What kind of doctor is that? Like I need a pill. And I was just like, you know, sitting there just trying to be objective, not like trying to, you know, oh, that's interesting. You know, really you wanted a pill, you know, like, cause that was just, it blew my mind. Like how he, he thought the patient was thinking about it. You know, that's what they've been groomed to believe like the medical system gives you a pill, a quick fix. And, you know, we don't look into the other factors of health. And I heard you say this earlier, like it's a holistic thing when it comes to our health, our well-being, our wellness, you know, just how are we, how are we feeling overall? How are we taking care of ourselves overall? And I love that you're, you're doing that with all the things that you've learned, all the things that you're, you're doing. And, um, as a coach myself, you know, I'm, I'm just having this different perspective of health and I love it. Like putting the client, the patient in the driver's seat, looking at them as autonomous. And like you said, yes, I have all these certifications. I have knowledge, but does that mean it's right for you? No, I'm, I'm here to serve you, to help you, you know, to encourage you along in your path. Um, and empower you to make the right choice. That's what coaching is about, not just to dictate to you or to be the authoritarian person here. You know, I know best. Listen to me, you know, but also being able to practice those things that I'm telling you about, you know, like with my unique perspective, you know, because I've been through the journey myself and I understand, you know, like it takes grace. It takes space every day, you know, like so. I'm I'm learning a lot and just being a coach, just hearing you talk about your passion and your purpose. I'm just like, yeah, it, it's it's just great that we have people like you that are willing to go the extra mile to to really just be there with the patient and take their unique perspective. And so what are some ways that you're you're helping your clients now? Like you said that, you know, you're you're even like knowing where they're at living wise and then like, OK, hey go to the Dollar Tree, they have, you know, this and you can rinse the beans like that. That's great. Like being able to give that that just information. It's amazing. So how are what are some ways that you're helping your clients and breaking it down for them and and telling them more about plant based living and what it really means? So, for example, um, in my um, telehealth country, I worked as a contractor um, where I've been there for almost three years. We do so it's called Therapy 360. They do therapy for eight weeks and then coach and work in the collaborative team. You know, with behavior coaching, I, we do a lot of motivational interviewing, some CBT, some adapt, adaptive thinking strategies, you know, whatever they want to do regarding behavior modification, goal setting, an accountability partner. And so I could never forget, I had one particular participant and it really just did something to me. And I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. She has had stage, had stage three kidney, uh, stage three kidney disease for 13 years, pre-diabetic and hypertension. And she has osteoarthritis. 
And so I said, hey, you know, have you ever saw a registered dietitian? You know, I'm going to just make a suggestion, you know, add a referral in her chart. And she said, no, it's never been suggested to me. And so I started giving her resources like the kidney, um, the uh, kidney foundation's website. If you go on the kidney foundation website, clears day. And I'm so surprised. Like, wow, they even are suggesting plant-based nutrition, which we know, you know, Dr. Brogoner talks about it all the time that you can, you know, you can reverse um, people that have chronic eating disease. I don't know if you're familiar oh, wow. with Dr. Brogoner. Case studies published. Please send me that. Off, yes. <laughs> where people have came off of dialysis, right? And, you know, of course we know that, well, two out of the stats show that two out of three people that actually have um, hypertension or diabetes will end up developing chronic kidney disease. Because mm-hmm. again, you have to think about it. if a person has high, you have high blood glucose levels, yeah, you're on the medication and things like that, but it's still putting a lot of wear and tear on your kidneys, right? Your kidneys are not being able to do what they're supposed to do and function properly. And so that's how people actually develop kidney disease, right? Because it causes issues with the blood vessels and all of that. And so it's just, and when I, it's just really, that frustrated me so much. And I was like, this is ridiculous that she, you know, wow. I just was like, wow, you know, wow, what, you know, like, you know, but, you know, and so being able to just give that information to them, like, hey, you know, suggesting, hey, make sure you're advocating for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and again, suggestions. I said, this is a just yeah. a suggestion. Suggestions. You know? hey, it's always know. like, here are some suggestions. Yeah. 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 You know, and some suggestions and then, hey, you know, what about, you know, giving, just letting them know like, hey, there are, you have, yes, you have more power than you think that you do, but you have to be able to advocate for yourself, Mm. you know, and then a lot of the kids that I work with, they love to eat Takis. They love Takis. Oh my God. Yes. And I told one little girl, I said, those Takis are going to tear your stomach up. Okay. And she said, (laughs) Really? Miss Leah, they're gonna. I said they're gonna tear your stomach up. And I told them, I said, you know those Takis. I said, you know there are some studies that say they can lead to ADHD. They said, oh, we know what ADHD is. We don't want that. I said, yeah. And then your digestive system. And so, um, <laughs> they they're just like, oh my god, they're they're just so blown away. And they're everything that we do, they're open to it. You know, with the oh, you know, with the, that's wonderful. Yes, I'm teaching them impulse control. Like, hey, raise your hand now. You know, you raise your hand if you want to say something and wait till I call on you. So really just incorporating not only the nutrition side of it, but teaching them the behavior modification side, you know, impulse control. They really do know, you know, they can tell you what's the number one killer. They can tell you, hey, I said, well, what's, I said, if I have high blood pressure, you know, what is one fruit that I can eat? And they'll say blueberries. You said they're really good for your heart. And you also said dates, you know, so they, they know, you know, they know cholesterol is only found in, in animal products. And so I don't tell them that meat is bad. You know, I tell them that you're still growing, you know, you need all these nutrients. Yeah. And I say, you know, these greens, they can be big and strong. And I said, so you need to eat more of these plants. And so I haven't told them that they'll say, so Ms. Leah, are you like plant-based or vegetarian or something? And I'll say, back to that at a later date. 
Oh, those kids. Kids are funny. I have I have a little cousin. I have to tell him, you know, the same thing. Like he loves the chips. And that's the American diet. Like going back to what you were sharing, you know, like even in Japan and in London, they're 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 on the plant base and they're living this active lifestyle. They're they're living a life of purpose. But here in the US, we have kind of like this standardized American diet that that sad diet. Like I tell people, I'm like, don't stay sad. Don't be on that sad diet. Like get happy, you know, add some color to your life. Everything is better in color, you know? And so going back to nurses as busy people, like, and you, you talking about this impulse control and trying to, you know, give people food that actually can help them with their, their mental health, their stress, their well-being overall. Like nurses, we know this, but it's like making that connection. Like, it's like nutrition is good. Mental health is good. You know, I want to take care of myself. You know, I want to take care of others, but how do we connect it with nutrition? Like, how do we make that connection and, um, really start fueling ourselves up so that we can go further in our, in our purpose so that we can go harder and, and for a, for a long time, you know, we want to be out here doing the best we can with what we got, but you know, we gotta, we gotta take care of ourselves too. And so what does that look like for busy nurses? Like, do you have any tips? So nurses, I know you guys are so busy. You guys have so much that you have to do. And like I tell a lot of, even the participants I work with that are nurses, you know, you have to take it one step, one moment, one minute, one hour at a time, because mm-hmm. you're feeling overwhelmed. Like, Mm -hmm. mindfulness is such a great practice, you know, because you're really being mind, you're being present in the moment. And, you know, some Mm -hmm. things that mindful in, and we don't even know that we're being mindful, like gardening, you know, washing the dishes, you know, all that's a practice of mindfulness, even when we're walking. And so versus like looking on the phone. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. And so even if like, if you're sometimes you're feeling so overwhelmed, all that you can do is just breathe. Literally, the breath is always there. Like the breath is always there. Sometimes all you can do is breathe in that moment because you're so stressed out. Mm-hmm. And so that's all you can do is breathe. And so I like to tell a lot of people that, you know, give yourself grace. It doesn't have to, you know, people that have children and families and husbands and things like that, you know, just take a few moments, you know, just take a few, see if you can allocate maybe five or 10 minutes, a few days a week for yourself until you can get yourself you know, on a good schedule, you know, Mm -hmm. if you are working, you know, just say if you, you know, a lot of people like, well, how can I get physical activity in? And a lot of people work from home. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, you can, um, get you one of those little things, those little, um, they call it like a pad, kind of like a, a, a treadmill, hundred and something dollars. And, you know, while you're working from home, that's something that you can do. You know, a lot of people do work from home now, Yeah, you know, due to the, and just being able to sample things. I mean, when you go to Walmart or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, you know, don't drive looking for a parking space up close. You know, park further away. You know, yeah, so you I get, do that. Yeah, yeah, get a I little extra too. spot. Yeah, yeah, get some, get some extra mean, steps anyway. in. Yes, anyway, and just start small. You know, your mental capacity, and that all goes back to to what you're eating. I mean, if you're not, if you're eating a lot of processed foods, you know, just mm-hmm. set a goal for yourself. Just focus on adding things. Okay, you know what? For breakfast, instead of me going to Chick-fil-A or going to Yellow Hammer or Starbucks or, you know what? I'm going to make me a smoothie. You know, get you a lunchbox. It's taking you no time to make you a smoothie. And I tell them, hey, you can even make the smoothie the night before. You can put the it in a mason. 
just don't pull it, just don't put it, just don't fill it all the way up. But you can um, use a, a mason jar and just don't fill it all the way up. And then, you know, when you get ready to drink in the morning, just shake it up and you can drink it. You know, simple things like that. It won't take you 10 minutes to do that. You yeah. know, so just making things realistic for people. Easy. Because if it's, if it's too much, people are not going to do it. Yes. I'm I'm learning that, too. I, I was sharing that in the last po- podcast. Something that I'm learning about if you want to start behaviors, you got to make it, you know, you got to make it easy. You got to make it fun. You got to celebrate yourself. And nurses, we know the things, but like you said, we get overwhelmed and you're just like, oh, I got to do, I got to do. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes it's just, okay, let me just breathe in this moment. Let me just go take on my break. How about that? Maybe mm-hmm. I just need to take a pause right now. You know, I need mm-hmm. to come back to that. I need to say no for a minute. You know, like sometimes mm-hmm. it's just saying no or just doing less. You know, like I know we got to go. I know we got to answer the call. We got to do, we got to come. But sometimes it's like, okay, what about for me? What am I saving for myself? And and having those things that are easy, like you don't have to be a master chef out here, you know, like you can make no. things easy for yourself. I love I like to plan before the, you know, like the day, the week. I'm just gonna plan like a quick meal. Like I'm plant-based, maybe like 80% of the time. Um, but you know, like for me, it's easy just to put everything in the in the in the oven. And then like, let it bake, let it simmer, let it shake. And then, okay, now I can like prep and then I could do my breakfast. I can prep breakfast and lunch, you know, and then dinner, we'll figure it out, you know, something like that. Just making things easy and then having fun. Like for me, I like to look up different recipes online and experiment when I do have the time, you know, like when I do have the time cook with your family, cook with your spouse, you know, cook with your girlfriends, have a like meal prep night, you know, make it fun. Just, you know, anything that is going to make it easier for you is so important. And uh, just uh, celebrating yourself uh, around, you know, as you go, just celebrating yourself. So making things like small, like you said, just taking it a day at a time, a minute at a time, (laughs) an hour at a time, whatever you can just um, just taking it slow. So I, I really appreciate that. So what does self-care look like for you right now in your season as you're going, as you're achieving, as you're helping others? Like, how are you making time for your self-care? Because you're you're working, you have a couple jobs and you're in school and you're teaching. So what does it look like to take self-care? So since just working for myself, totally because I control my schedule, I have to sometimes you know, I'm guilty of, I have to, I do the to-do list every day, but it's like, you know, some days I don't, some days I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this and do that. And it's going to be it. And I'll make, sometimes I'll make these long to-do lists and I'll check everything mm. off, you know, but self-care for me looks like taking out time for myself, you know, and my overall well-being. You know, this is what self-care looks like for me. So for me, I go like for a walk every day, usually every day. Um, and I feel my best. Like it's like in my mood instantly, I just feel so much better. I go for a walk. I cancel my gym membership because I was like, oh, I don't really like the gym. I'm like, but yeah, I prefer to be out in nature more. And I just recently signed up for like high yoga classes and then high Pilates. And then I'm getting ready to start tennis next year. I'm starting oh, tennis in January. 
and we're going to do swimming lessons. And so <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, let me. So I like doing, I love to cook. So I like to try like recipes and things like that. So that's pretty much what I do. Um, I try to just make sure, you know, I'm making time for myself. If I get too overwhelmed, I just have to take a step back. Ooh. I have to take a step back and say, you know what? You know, if I have something that's due, that's pressing, that's due, I say, you know what? Let me go ahead and do this. And then I'm going to take a step back and this, yeah. and then I'm going to, you know. Mm-hmm. Same, same. I, um, I, I, I'm passionate. And many of us nurses are, you know, we have a lot we want to do. We have a lot we want to accomplish. And, you know, our to-do list, like you said, could be like 10 pages long and you have the intentions The you're like trying to be positive about your intentions. Yeah. You want to give it your all, but sometimes you have to like take a step back. So I love that. Not only are you scheduling the things for work, for others, for everyone else, but you're also making time to schedule your self-care, like whatever it is. Like if I'm going to do three things for work, okay, I'm going to do three things for me. You know, I try to make it like to where I'm like, okay, I'm going to. Uh, it's going to be like equal, at least some days I'm I'm grinding it out more than I'm having self-care, but I'm going to make sure I'm going to bed on time. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm going to get my eight hours of sleep. That's my number one self-care, making sure I have enough sleep, making sure I'm drinking water, you know, so sticking to those core and like making time for it. Like so, so many times, how often do we just go throughout our day and like don't even think about our self-care or just like prioritizing And I ask my group all the time, I'm like, how are you prioritizing you? And it's not just to be like, oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. But it's like bringing it to your attention. Like, how am I going to prioritize me? Like, how am I going to put myself first? Because you can't give to anyone else if you're running on low, if you're in the red, if you're in the negative, you can't you can't go any further. You know, you're going to give the empty. You're just, we want to give in the overflow. We want to be able to give from the overflow. And sometimes that means, you know, Hey, taking a step back, like I don't have anything else to give right now, but I'm going to get back with you tomorrow. Let me, let me get this eight hours in and I'm going to give back to you. I will respond shortly. You know, like I have to do that a lot. Cause I, I, I tend to overcommit myself. <laughs> yeah. Understood. Right. It's like we want to go, we want to do. And um, you, you got to have enough left over for yourself. So I love that. I love that. What as we wrap up, Miss Angelia, I just want to say thank you. Like, how can we connect with you? How can we find out more about what you have going on and, and how we can reach you? Please share with us. It's like so much. She has amazing recipes. She's always sharing more about her journey. And then like she's always doing speaking engagements. So maybe we could come out and see you and support you or we can have you on one of ours where maybe you're like doing a cooking demo or like having a conversation about plant-based and gut health and mental health, because there's so much that we could talk about. Like 30 minutes, an hour is not enough. (laughs) Yes, Yes, I agree. Well, thank you so much, Fallon, for the opportunity and having me on. Um, I have a website, divine, www.divine, D-I-V-N-E, holistic with a W, wellness.com. I know that's long. And I have um, some links to some really good resources. I'm going to post more recipes, but I have some links to some really good resources like American College of Lifestyle Medicine. I got in with them. I need to take my course because I got in with them. The course that you shared with the ACLM. Yeah. I need to do it. Okay, yes, yes, you need to do it. Yes. And then um, also you can find me on Facebook, Angelia Dickinson. I post a lot on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. 
Let me start by posting more on my um, Instagram. I have TikTok too. What is my TikTok? I think my TikTok is Leah the Vegan or something. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> put them all in the show notes. You will find them yes, in the show notes so you yes, can connect with Angelia. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So, definitely. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, any last words as we head off? Um, I just want to say, you know, her, you know, no matter how hard it seems, you know, I like to say no matter how hard it seems or just what it looks like, you know, just continue to, if you're just purpose for something, you know, just continue to work at it. Like I've been at this for like six years and then one day you're just going to be like, oh my God, you know, but you have to just continue to be consistent. You have to believe in yourself, you know, when times get hard, you know, it's, you just have to, you know, for me, you know, whatever people believe system is God universe, you know, for me, you know, mine is God. And I found that to be so refreshing, you know, to me just to be able to get through, you know, tough times and things that I'm getting through. Um, having, you know, faith. If you don't believe in you, then nobody else is gonna believe Ooh, in you. Come so on, you faith. have to believe in what you're doing. You know, you have to believe in what you're doing. That's the most important thing. You have to believe in you. Yes. Before yes. you want me to believe in you, you you gotta believe in you and just keep going. I mean, just be consistent, be persistent, you know, ask questions. You know, if someone doesn't answer your question, that's okay. Ask somebody else. If they don't ask hey. somebody else, you know, I'm very persistent. So, you know, just keep asking, you know. <laughs> so you be just persistent. Be yes. consistent. I love it. <laughs> be committed. Be committed, committed to your purpose. You know, mm. for me, purpose over is over everything, you know. And mm. uh, I just say, yeah, just yeah. keep going. I'm Yes. Yes. Words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Angelia, for hopping on with us. We will have you on again. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, Fallon. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, y'all. As we head off, as we let Miss Angelia head off, I just want to say, like, I really, really appreciate her coming on and just sharing with us all the wonderful things that she's doing, all the things that she's, all the ways that she's helping people and just sharing and um, really just, just giving different insights. Like it's so important that, you know, we, we follow after our hearts. We, we continue to move forward and, you know, fuel ourselves up the right way along the way. You know, there's so many benefits to to plant-based living, to just, to just living um, better and just uh, taking better care of yourself overall. Like we want to do it for our well-being, for our mental, for the energy. Hey, we're creating legacies out here. We're doing things different. You know, we're breaking, breaking chains. We're, we're going against the grain. I know I am in my, from my family view. So, you know, whatever you are in, whatever purpose path you're in, continue to move forward um, and do the self-care along the way. And and that's what we're here for in the You Glow, Glow Nurse podcast. So make sure you join us along the way. I'm so happy that have you and to to continue on this purpose path so let's do it y'all let's continue the mission and and, and never give up 